Hello everybody, it's David Redden with Sam Zickman here with the latest edition of the Sam and the Big Man NFL podcast after an amazing week of NFL football. Would you please welcome the great fella Sam Zickman. G'day Sammy, how are you mate? Uh, g'day David, I'm excited, I'm excited after an, uh, an action-packed weekend of NFL football to be talking with you tonight on our, on our weekly podcast and uh, all things week 14 and what a week it was. It was indeed, and this is our first week of going on a Spotify, Sam, which should be noted. It's, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting out and getting more people involved, not even to download off Google. So that's oh, very exciting yeah, for us. We must acknowledge that, David. That is, that's a huge, that's a huge movement. Spotify is just increasing the um, the the, um, the reach of the podcast, and you're doing plenty of these, David. And I enjoy listening to them all, not just the not just the NFL one, but obviously all, all the work you're doing in this space. And yeah, jump on board, listeners. Follow uh, follow the, the podcast on Spotify, and, and please do share it uh, with those people who are interested in sport and get them on board. Fantastic. On to the scores, first of all. And again, we won't cover every game. There are some games we do need to talk about, some we probably don't need to. So here we go. Going all the way back. The Rams probably put paid to the Patriots playing in the finals. 24-3, very convincing at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. Chicago belted the tripe out of the Texans 36-7 and kept their flickering hopes of finals alive. Sam Zickman's Cowboys are very convincing. 30-7 belting of Cincinnati in Cincinnati. In an excellent game of football, the Kansas City Chiefs 33, the Dolphins 27. The Dolphins showing they are no pushovers. And the Chiefs, Sammy, going into number one seed in the AFC, which we will talk about. The New York Giants, who'd been hot as, fell asleep. And the Cardinals belted them in East Rutherford 26-7. As predicted, the Buccaneers too strong for my Vikings 26-14, putting the Vikings playoffs hopes in serious jeopardy. In another excellent game of football, the Broncos 32, the Panthers 27, Drew Locke 4 TDs. The Titans, as predicted, belted the um, Jaguars 31-10. Derrick Henry, who I will speak to Sam Zickman about in a short period of time, must be second favourite as the MVP or even third, 215 yards. In another very high-scoring game, the Colts 44, showing they are mean business in Las Vegas, beating the Raiders 27 the Seahawks beat the Jets 40-3. That was expected because the Jets are rubbish. The Packers 31 against a Lions team that really actually stuck it to them and had a real crack, 24. So the Packers are 10-3. We'll talk about that. And a massive upset. Philadelphia 24 over New Orleans 21, keeping Phillies alive. Playoffs chances definitely alive. The Chargers 20 over the Falcons 17. Justin Herbert, Sammy Zickman's man, 36-44 there. In a big game for Washington, it gets him into the into the playoff seedings. Washington twenty three, San Francisco fifteen. That game at State Farm um, Stadium in Arizona, in Glendale, Arizona, due to California being COVID affected. In a big game for Buffalo, who for mine are one of the most even sides in the comp twenty six fifteen over the Steelers in Buffalo, and then that amazing game of football, Baltimore forty seven, Cincinnati uh, correctional Cleveland forty two in Monday Night Football in America. An amazing game of football. Sam, where would you like to start? Um, I suppose the Rams have put paid pretty much to the Patriots playing the finals. Very convincing for the Rams. Conservative performance with Cam Akers having a day out. Oh, Cam Akers was, was, a, was a fantastic uh, performance. That, you know, 171 yards, 29 carries. David, when I watch the Rams, I'm not sure if, you, if you, you enjoy sitting back and watching the Rams. But I feel like I'm watching a magic show. With their offense, I lose the football, and I feel like the cameraman does as well. There's so many times 
um, that Jared Goff hands the ball off. And I just don't know where he's given it. And that shows against the Patriots. They had absolutely no idea uh, what Cam Akers was doing in the backfield. They didn't know when he had the ball. They didn't know when Goff was going to pass. Uh, he, he bamboozled with the defense of the Patriots. And I was really impressed with the Rams. Uh, I thought Jared Goff was very, had a very reserved game for quarterback. But he just, he just read the game really well. He was, you know, really taking control of the line. And then, like I said, just, just doing what he does, which is just create, just, you know, just the, the slight of hand when he hands the ball off to the running back. There are, there are often times where the cameraman will actually pan the wrong way in a Rams game. And it happened a lot on the weekend where they just don't know where the ball is. And that's the sign of a, a really quality, um, really quality offense. And Jared Brock led it beautifully. Indeed. We'll talk about the Rams shortly. They're, I think they're on the up. Chicago 36 over the Texans 7. Now, the Texans are finished, but Chicago are not. They're now level with the Vikings. They hang on. And Mitchell Trubisky, actually, his best game probably for 18 months, 24 of 33, 267 and three touchdowns. Very convincing from Chicago at home at Soldier Field. Yeah, I was glad to see Trubisky play well. He, you know, he, he gets the hard time, and he's had, obviously, Nick Foles step in in front of him. But, yeah, look, he, he had a really solid game, three touchdowns. That's a good performance. Um, you know, 24-33. It, it's a, actually, for him, it's a brilliant game. I, I must admit, it's a brilliant game for him, and I'm glad to see it. It's interesting to see whether they can keep it going. The Texans have been riding a high for, for a number of weeks, and they just they just came down, uh, which tends to happen with teams that are, you know, potentially uh, just don't have the weapons of some other teams, and Sean Watson just couldn't drag the Texans over for another, another week, and the Bears too good. Your Cowboys 30 in Cincinnati, um, beating the, tr- trouncing the Bengals 7 and keeping their flickering, right. keeping themselves just alive, just on the tips of their you fingers. You don't want to play the NFC East at the moment, David. No. You don't want to play the NFC East. We are just uh, a conference that is just playing some wonderful football. Another what, back another three wins on the weekend. So yep. times, have, uh, times have changed. But look, there's, there's not a lot to report home on there. The Bengals have, have hung it up for the year and, and the Cowboys did what they should do and you know, good Andy Dalton to get a couple of um, a couple of good games under his belt because this is Daft's team and the Cowboys have moved up high enough in the in the draft order now that they won't be getting a quarterback and, and Daft will be back in the centre um, week one, uh, hopefully at Cowboys Stadium next season. Indeed, let's hope so. Uh, very unusual performance from Patrick Mahomes here. Three interceptions against the Dolphins. The Dolphins nearly pulling this one out in an outstanding game in South Beach. No. Kansas City 33, Miami 27. And we'll talk about this when we talk about the playoff standings. But Kansas City now number one seed in the AFC, Sam. And I don't think anybody can beat them in, in, in Missouri. I don't think anybody can. Yeah, it was a good watch, this game, from both sides. Yep. These are two sides. I mean, the Kansas City team, they're a team of, of, the, of the past, present and future. But the Miami Dolphins are a team of the future. They're, they're probably a wild card team this year. But, you know, they really took it up. At times, Chiefs just feel like they do enough to win. Uh, but I was actually, I spent most of my time, besides the fact that I love watching uh, Patrick Mahomes go around, I actually spent a lot of time just, just really enjoying the Miami offense um, and what they were doing defensively as well. They had a really good game. Once, um, once Tua gets a few more weapons, he just doesn't seem to have a, a really solid target to pass the ball to. Um, and once he gets one of them, I, I think that'll be the difference for the, for the Dolphins moving forward. But what can we say about Patrick Mahomes? Three interceptions, you know, he gets a, what was it, a 30-yard sack he got at one point, and, and he still still had a pretty good game. 393 yards. Yeah, he's a superb player. He really is. Um, 
This was the one that I surprised me, not necessarily as the result, but the size of the result. Arizona coming into New York Giants, and we've been the Giants have been on the up, and I think you're right about another side. I think the Giants had their one week off. The Cardinals 26, the Giants 7, completely changing the aspect of the NFC East. And Arizona going into in, into the into the virtual playoffs in seventh position, a big game for Zona and your man Kyler Murray. Kyler, but he's, he came back uh, with a vengeance on the weekend against the Giants. The, the, the key difference to, to this Giants versus what we've seen with the Giants over the last few weeks is, is um, Daniel Jones. Just, he couldn't he couldn't rush, couldn't move laterally. He looked sore, and unfortunately, he's just not the quarterback, not a good enough quarterback to just get back in the pocket and pass all day. As soon as they knew that he couldn't rush and couldn't run, they just they laid off, they dropped the safety back, and, and that was. That was over for the for the Giants, so I'm not sure what they're going to do, and maybe this could be their, their dash done for the year. But look, good for Kyler Murray and, and a solid win. Kenyon Drake again, good to see him. You know, 23 rushes for 80 yards, so he earned his money uh, on the weekend with that many carries. He would have been a sore boy, that's for sure. Oh yeah, look, in Arizona's 35 passes, 43 rushes. That's the sort of numbers you need going into the finals. Uh, again, we'll speak about the playoffs shortly. Uh, we won't. Uh, Buccaneers. Oh, David, over, uh, we've, we've got to talk about your Vikings, David. Yeah, we have to. No, no. I, I was going to flick over the Broncos and the Panthers and the Titans and the Jaguars. I think there's not much to talk about there. Certainly, Tampa coming off a couple of losses, keep themselves going along nicely. The Vikings, who are in the seven, are no longer are, are out of there. This game in Tampa, the game worried me, and I think my my feelings were proven correct. Although Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins were okay, Buccaneers too strong. And um, certainly sitting, uh, looking pretty for a wild card spot. I don't think they can get the Saints, although the Saints have got a tough ass this weekend. But v- the Vikings are a little bit disappointing, but a good performance by the Buccaneers. Uh, look, I, I, felt, I felt bad for Dan Bailey um, in this game. He's obviously, he was a long-time Cowboys kicker and a brilliant kicker. He, he would routinely bang him in, field goals from over 50 yards. But he missed four kicks for your Vikings, David, and he left 10, 10 points. Out on the, he left ten points on the on the field for, for your guys, and, and only well, you lost by twelve. Missing those kicks, it just changed the game plan the Vikings had. They just had no confidence in him. I believe he's still on the team at this stage, but I can't see him lasting too long. So, pretty disappointing performance by him. But the, the Buccaneers just roll on. They're not doing anything, you know, absolutely brilliant, but they are winning games, and they'll they'll play playoff football. And anytime Tom Brady's playing in the playoffs, it's an interesting game, that's for sure. Absolutely. Um, despite the fact that Philip Rivers is wounded and struggling with turf toe and getting on, the Colts 44, the Raiders uh, 27. Indianapolis is Jonathan Taylor, 20 carries for 150 yards. Uh, there's been the, the Raiders' defensive coordinator got sacked after this game, Sam. Shows where the Raiders are at defensively. Oh, I think we put the buzz on the, uh, on the Raiders, David. We were talking about sitting back and watching a playoff game at, at Las Vegas this year and they've, they've fallen apart. Um, disappointing to see. Colts is too good in the end but for me, I'm just disappointed. I really enjoyed what the Raiders were doing a few weeks ago and they've just fallen in a heap. I'm, I'm not sure exactly the cause of it. They seem to have similar players. Maybe they lost a couple on the defensive side of the ball but they're not playing with the same passion. Maybe the, the, you know, the restrictions, the COVID restrictions and the, the bubble life just got to this team and uh, and they might need an off-season just to refresh and, and go back over their game plan. I don't know how you feel about it, but I know we were right on board the Raiders a few weeks ago. 
Yeah, look, there's a terrific article on ESPN about them. They can't force turnovers. They're just not getting fumbles and interceptions, and that's cost them. Their defense is one of the worst in America. Their offense works fine, but it's the defense that's costing them. The Packers 31 over the Lions 24, and the, all I'm going to say about that is the Packers go into number one seed because of the next result. Amazing result at Lincoln Financial Field. The Eagles finally showing up. 24 over the Saints, 21. Sam, a massive game for both Philly and Green Bay and New Orleans. It's the new era. Your new Philadelphia Eagles led by Jalen Hurts. He, um, he was given an opportunity to start and take the lead of the team. And, and with a win like that, he'll, uh, I would suggest that he'll be the quarterback for the rest of the year. And I just don't know what they do with Carson Wentz. He's got such a big contract. He's had so many problems with injuries. I don't feel like In my mind, there are three, Mahomes, Rogers, and Henry. Um, down to an amazing result. And when you listen to some of the stats of this game, uh, listeners, you will understand. Washington 23, San Francisco 15, this game in, uh, in Glendale, Arizona. Washington had 98 yards passing, correction, 95 yards passing, 98 yards rushing, and won a game of football 23-15. Great result. They had a pick six in there, picked up two fumbles. But how you win a game doing that is completely and utterly beyond me. The Washington coach, Riverboat Ron, uh, put Haskins out there and he did quite well, seven from 12 after Smith was rubbishing it up. But what a result for the Washington football team. And they go into the t- lead in the NFC East, Sammy. The Washington, the Washington football team has put together an amazing defensive side of the ball. Led by Chase Young, obviously out of the Buckeyes in Ohio State, he's putting together an amazing month of football. And the defense, they've got the best defense in the in the NFC, perhaps, but definitely in the NFC East. But they're um, but you can't score against this team. You know, I know that you know the the Forty Nineers got a got an eight point um, conversion to get the eight, and you know get the two up to fifteen in the last quarter. But Washington was just all over them defensively. So I would suggest that Washington's in the box seat now. I can't see. I can't see any other NFC East team losing to them. Um, potentially Jalen Hurts changes that uh, a little bit there, but I think they're going to be far too good um, for this division. And I think they'll play players football than the Giants have done. Obviously the Cowboys have done, and I, I don't think the Eagles can get there. So I'm being really impressed. They, they obviously still need to find their quarterback. Uh, we've got a real soft spot for Alex Smith, and he, he lifts off the field again, and I, I just think the physios are just shaking their head at how that bloke's ever getting out on the field with the leg injuries he's had. But, yeah, really impressive performance by Chase Young. He's, he's my follow now. He's the one I'll be watching uh, when Washington plays. Very good. I totally agree with that. Great game of football between two very good sides, and Buffalo are serious contenders. Buffalo 26, uh, Pittsburgh 15, this game at Orchard Park in, in Western New York. 
Buffalo are a very complete football side. Uh, Josh Allen having an okay day and uh, doing the business against Pittsburgh, who are struggling at the moment despite having the best defence in the competition. An excellent win to Buffalo. Brilliant win. Buffalo are right up there with the, the pointy end of, of this of this league now, and, and potentially, you know, they're obviously going to have to deal with they're going to have to deal with Kansas City, but that, that's going to be a mashup of the ages if we get there. That's a that's mouth watering. Buffalo are playing great football. Love Josh Allen. Love what they're putting together. Stephon Diggs, recruit of the year, and that is roll on. That's too good for the Steelers. Indeed. And then the final game before we look, go and look at some standings and some, um, some rankings, a sensational game of Monday Night Football. I would suggest to you it's one of the best games of Monday Night Football in a generation. Baltimore 47, Cleveland 42. The last quarter alone was Cleveland 22, Baltimore 13. And as you uh, told me um, earlier, the Cleveland just kept on coming and did not stop. What a game of football this was in Cleveland, Ohio. Fascinating. Cleveland fumbled the ball seven times in the game and didn't didn't lose one of them. The game actually ended on a safety with um, Jarvis Landry being pushed out of bowl, um, bounds by Baltimore. Look, superb game of football, and what it's one of the reasons you do watch the NFL. Over to the standings. So quickly in the AFC East, it's Buffalo um, from Miami. Buffalo ten and three, Miami eight and five. AFC North, Pittsburgh eleven and two, Cleveland nine and four, Baltimore eight and five. In the AFC South, it's Tennessee and Indianapolis, 9-4, and four, both Tennessee on top. In the AFC West, um, Kansas City are 12-1, and one, and they've won the division. Okay, And also Pittsburgh have clinched a final spot. They're the only two in the AFC to get into the finals already. Over to the NFC, in the zany, wacky, bizarre NFC East, Washington on top, 6-7, six and, six and seven, the New York football giants, 5-8, and eight, and Philly, who interestingly, interestingly can't tie with anybody, are 4-8-1. The Packers have qualified and have clinched the division. The Packers are ten and three. The Vikings and the Bears, who actually play each other this weekend, six and seven. New Orleans has also clinched a playoff berth. There's ten and three. Tampa eight and five in the NFC South. In the NFC West, which is one of the best divisions in all of football, LA Rams and Seattle nine and four. Both of them LA on top and Zona seven and six. Sam, over to the playoff standings, and this is where we stand. And I'll get Sam to come in here. First of all, Sam, let's talk about the AFC. The top seed has changed. Kansas City's now standalone 12 and 1. Then if the finals were played now, Kansas City would put their feet up and have some barbecue ribs in Missouri. Pittsburgh would host Miami. Buffalo would host Indy. And Tennessee would host Cleveland. They're the top seven. Miami and Baltimore sitting one game out, both on eight and five. Where do you see the AFC going, Sam? There's one point I want to throw up here, Dave, which I think is just a, a really just an interesting one to note. I know that the Patriots are not eliminated from playoff contention, but they actually can't win the division, and that's got to be the first time in a decade yep. that they haven't won, and the Bills, the Bills are going to take that out. I, I would suggest there's obviously a chance that Miami could get there, but that's the changing of the guard in that division. Um, and, you know, the, the New England Patriots have held an absolute monopoly 
uh, in the division and, and the Buffalo Bills will, will most likely take it out this year. But interesting one for me here is that I, I, just, I can't see Kansas City losing the top seed and I can't see Pittsburgh holding on to the second seed. So I think I think Buffalo is going to move up into second. I think that's going to set up uh, hopefully a, a conference championship game between Kansas and Buffalo. But there are some things below them that will be, will be trying to hold that on. I'm looking at Cleveland, thinking that you know maybe the Chiefs might get to Cleveland in the second round, but really interesting conference. I think the race is down to eight, David. What do you think? Eight teams to make it? Yeah, I think the Raiders are done and dusted. The, the most dangerous sides outside the top two are Buffalo and Tennessee because Tennessee have got a side that can play in cold weather. They've got an excellent rusher, a solid quarterback, and a good defense. And Buffalo is one of the most even teams in football. And Buffalo will get to play their first final in the frozen tundra that is Buffalo in New York. So, look, really interesting there. Um I don't think anybody... I think the Miami will be okay, Indianapolis okay, but I think they'll get to Rivers. Um, I can't see anybody out of the top four winning the conference. I mean, that's probably not saying too much, but I, I don't. I think Kansas City are on their way to the Super Bowl again. Yeah, it's a good call out, though, with Buffalo, like you mentioned, because there's a, there's a couple of teams, like Miami, for example, if they, if they happen to, to, to play Buffalo, that would be you know, like a, a fish out of water for them having to go up and play Buffalo in the cold and um, you know, Cleveland not so much, but yeah, some interesting matchups for sure. The Ravens, gee, their season turned around, didn't it, with that last drive? Because if they had a lost that game to Cleveland, we'd almost be saying that the playoffs were set and uh, and we had our seven, but certainly don't now. They're, they're right in with it with a chance of playing playoff football. And they're the ones that are dangerous for mine. They're dangerous. They're the ones outside that everyone we're looking over the shoulder saying, nah, don't want to play them. Over to the NFC, and there's been a change at the top here with New Orleans being bitten by Philly. So... If the finals were played today, Green Bay would put their feet up in the frozen tundra and have a rest and wait for everybody to come to them at the frozen, um, magnificent place that is Lambeau Field. New Orleans would host Zona uh, in, a, in a conference game there. Los Angeles Rams would host Tampa and Washington would host Seattle. Really interesting matchups there. You know what? The Rams, I think the Rams are dangerous, particularly if they don't have to play in Seattle. I think the Rams are dangerous. Yeah, I agree. I think they—they just don't rely on any one player. They—they they don't. I mean, Goff obviously they do, but even he doesn't have to do that much for them. They've got—they've um, got a really solid team, and, and they're—and they're on the way up too, which is important. They're ramping up towards the playoffs. They're—they're playing better football. I think look, Washington might be an interesting watch, but I can't see them doing too much if they get in. Seattle's always a worry, um, although there's. there's if they got a home game and they had the 13th man there at their home field, it used to be called CenturyLink Field, but I think it might have changed names now. Lumen, um, it's called Lumen Field, L-U-M-E-N, Lumen Field. Lumen Field. I used to like the link. I used to like the name of that, but that's, that's changed. That's what happens with these, with these commercial deals. But the other interesting point for the NFC is Green Bay has never hosted a conference championship game uh, under, the, under the reign of Aaron Rodgers. So he's never got a home... NFC Championship game, which I think is really interesting, and obviously that would be a massive advantage to finish on top. And if, and if he does, then that'll that'll potentially set up a, a mouth-watering contest uh, against what we think will be the Chiefs. But yeah, look, Drew Brees is, is, is a massive um, wild card for the Saints. But yeah, for me at the moment, it's probably Rams and Packers. I agree with that, 
Um, just looking at the at the ratings here, I won't go too, on them, too much onto this because we've got to talk about the draw this week. There's a couple of cracking games. Kansas City's ranked one, but their defense is ranked 19th. Green Bay's back two. It's fascinating. The top two teams have got poor defenses. It's Buffalo that are the most even, a ninth-ranked offense and a 15th-ranked defense. And Pittsburgh have an average offense, but a superb defense. If they can get themselves together, uh, they uh, certainly need a running game, but their defense is superb. New Orleans, probably the most complete team in America. Fifth in offense and eighth in defense. So, you know what? And the Rams have got a second in defense. And if they get a game in Los Angeles, I think they'll be very hard to beat. But uh, very, very interesting this week with a lot of um, with a couple of changes at the top seed, Sam. Over to the draw, and there are some huge games. The Raiders have to win on Thursday night football at home to San Diego. Sorry, San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. It's as simple as that. Old habits die hard. Buffalo can't afford to rest. They've got to go to mile high to play Denver. Uh, Buffalo's got to win. The Panthers and the Packers, I can imagine the Packers will win that one. The Buccaneers and Falcons, a divisional game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. The Buccaneers' favourites. Sammy's Cowboys have got to win against the 49ers to, to hold on. The Titans host the Lions and they'll beat them. The Colts host the Texans. The Texans aren't much good. And as Sam said, they've gone to bed. The Colts to win there. The Patriots and the Dolphins. The Patriots can see some damage to the Dolphins if they get up. That game's in Miami. Now it gets interesting. Chicago are away to Minnesota at the, at the US Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. A huge game in the, in the black and blue division. Seattle head to Landover, Maryland to play Washington. That's another huge game. The Jaguars and the Ravens. The Ravens will win that because the Jaguars are hopeless. The Jets and the Rams. How many? The Rams probably by 25. The Eagles and the Carnival Cardinals is, Sam, a very big game for both. Then, listen to this to finish. The Chiefs, Kansas City head to New Orleans on Sunday night. Massive. The Browns, Cleveland head to New York to play the Giants in their second game at home in a row. The Giants have got to win. And it finishes off with the Steelers away to the Bengals. How big is that, Chiefs? That'll be everybody in America will watch the Chiefs and the Saints. Over to you, Sam. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. I, I, I'm looking forward to a lot of games here. I'm also, I, I like the, the schedule this weekend, Dave. We get a bit of NFL on Sunday. Yes. We get two games. Two games on Sunday. We get to watch the Bills and the Packers. They should clean up both their opposition in those games. So I'm excited about a little bit of NFL on Sunday, which is always nice. Rather yes. Than trying to have so many games fit in on the schedule on a Monday. But you know it, David. You're exactly right. Any time the Bears and Vikings go at it, that's a, that's a must-watch. And that's going to you know be going head-to-head with a couple of other really interesting games. The Seahawks in Washington, a lot of playoff implications there. But I just can't wait to sit back and watch the Chiefs and the State. I don't think Drew Brees is going to get back for this week. But I still think that's going to be a wonderful game to watch. Look, it's actually a, it's, it's a possible... Super Bowl um, precursor. It's possibly a curtain raiser for the Super Bowl. I know that the people in um, North, in Wisconsin will have something to say about that, but it really is a huge game. The Giants have got to win against um, Cleveland, and Cleveland are a very good football side. And of the other games, yes, I think that black and blue division game between Chicago and Minnesota is massive. Sam, look, thank you so much for your time again. I really appreciate it. It's been great talking NFL with you. I uh, look forward to seeing you next week. Do you have anything final to finish, mate, my friend? You got a, a big stat or something you'd like to talk about? No, I'm just, I'm just really looking forward to, uh, to this ramp up to the playoffs. I'm, I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see what happens with a few of these teams that have got some of these young quarterbacks. 
Fred, it's um, a very, very big Christmas period. I personally love Christmas period because you get to watch, as you've said, football on on Sunday and Monday in Australia, which I think is exciting. Um, Sam, thank you so much for your time. It's been great talking with you. Uh, look forward to catching up with you next week. Um, on behalf of Sam Zickman, my name's David Redden. This has been the Sam and the Big Man podcast for Wednesday, the 16th of December. We look forward very much to speaking to you next week. On behalf of Sam, goodbye for now. <laughs>